welcome back to Psychology Concepts Explained, my little blog where your host, that's me, Dr. Jack Chuang, will try to explain some current events through the lenses of psychology. So I will try to apply psychological concepts to things that we experience every day. Now, for those of you who are students or those who are applying to graduate school, for example, you may find my traditional lectures on this podcast channel helpful. So scroll down to the beginning and you'll see lectures that are labeled by subject and some longer lectures listed by chapter using the openstacks.org free online psychology textbook that was designed for introductory to psychology, basically an undergraduate level course. So thank you for being patient. Um, it's been over a week, so this is the week, and I'm located in Texas, so I'm going to talk a little bit about that. This is the week after the freeze here locally in the state, and this was a record freeze, and I'm not going to pretend to be a meteorologist or a journalist, but just tell you my account of things that happened over the last week. We survived. A lot of people had it much worse off than we did. So I'm not going to sit here and whine and complain about our current situation, but just that uh, we did lose power for over 30 hours right at the onset of the winter storm. So the first evening was, I believe, a low of 11 to 12 degrees Fahrenheit, which by any measure is pretty low. So I know that a lot of folks in northern states in the U.S. or live in colder climates kind of laugh it off when you hear that Texas has a winter storm. But if you think about it, if you live anywhere and you have a weather event that's out of the ordinary, people will have a difficult time coping. And that's just normal. All right. So there's no point in being so unempathetic to your fellow human being that you would mock them just because you're used to the snow and we're not. Okay, so let's stop the the hate there. Okay, please. <laughs> um, what I found was that um, in normal times, we have the free time to argue with one another and uh, label each other with political tribal labels and hate on one another. But I have to say that when it comes down to a crisis that affects everyone equally. Okay, can't really say equally, okay, but at the same time. Because depending on your living situation, you're not going to experience this equally if your home is not well insulated, if you don't have a home. If you can't afford your power bill to begin with, then you're not going to have enough heating in your home to survive this. So people in Texas have died from this. And many are displaced because when pipes burst, oftentimes, if it's severe enough, it makes the house unlivable. Luckily for us, both my in-laws' home, about 12 miles away, and our place here that we're staying at, the damage was similar. Located, restricted to the garage or carport area, so the pipes burst above that, and uh, water drained down and then we shut off the main valve from the outside um, and their home has been fixed and we're waiting on ours to be fixed 
So yeah, nothing to complain about. Power returned 30 plus hours later during that week. So we had power. We have natural gas for cooking. So that's good. And we already had a bunch of backup water for cooking, drinking, and for restroom bucket flushing. And so, yeah, nothing really to complain about. And I even had access to the internet while the power is out. And because we do a lot of camper van RVing, we have this backup battery. They call it a generator, but it's actually a huge battery that can power a lot of different devices at the same time and last for days. And the second day, I actually put solar panels out in the backyard. While, even though it was cold, it was sunny. And I was able to charge it back up, whatever we used the night before. So again, nothing to complain about. But for you first-time listeners, you're thinking, well, isn't this called Psychology Concepts Explained? Why is he not talking about psychology? All right, let's talk about psychology. Now that I got that all that weather business out of the way, and and those of you not living locally here within the state, and this is just commonplace, right? An event happens... It makes the news one or two days, unless it's like the pandemic where it's drawn out and international. You're not going to really, if you're outside of Texas, this is probably not even in your local news anymore uh, or in the national news. Um, but here we're still dealing with it every day. So we have neighbors who still don't have water. And uh, luckily we have an abundance of water from our in-laws house. So we're able to supply some water to our neighbors and... Some folks weren't even home when their pipes burst, so we were wandering around just shutting off people's water, hopefully minimize the damage. In other words, it could have been much worse, right? Okay, so in terms of psychology, the simplest concepts I can think of, obviously stress would apply here, right? So if you think about some common concepts in an introductory to psych class with regards to stress, People either respond with problem-focused coping or emotion-focused coping. Those are very standard concepts in a stress and health chapter in any intro to psych class. And the idea is that when a stressful event occurs, many people respond or cope by taking physical action, addressing the problem directly. So that would be very helpful in this circumstance, right? taking preventative measures, um, knowing how to seal up your home, knowing how to keep yourself warm in case the power goes out. So thinking about all these contingencies, problem-focused coping is very helpful. Emotion-focused coping, as is what it sounds, is when an event occurs, and even though some things may be out of your control, let's say the weather is out of your control, obviously, but you can manage your emotion and your stress level that way. So that could be uh, by going on your phone and maybe, maybe reading a book, you know, while you're insulated in your home, passing the time so you're not overwhelmed by the anxiety of this whole situation. And I think the concept of that's talked about a lot in psychology is perceived self-control. Uh, well, let me rephrase that, perceived control or perceived lack of control, right? When we don't have this sense of control, we can easily become unnerved. Now, this goes to a different level in terms of the Texas uh, power grid and all these kinds of issues, but 
communication is really key, right? Coming from these institutions and, and these uh, organizations and government to its citizens when there's a disaster like this. Sure, we kind of know the general guidelines for preparing your house, right? For a freeze, you wrap your pipes that are exposed to the outside, you drip your water faucets, right? And then after a while, the word was don't drip your water faucets because the system is experiencing low water pressure, which can contaminate the water that's coming to the homes. So then they said, shut off your water. So, you know, which is it? Do we risk busting our pipes if everybody shut off the water to save the water pressure? Or do we continue to drip, right? So there's a lot of confusion there. And in hindsight, now that this is sort of almost over, I mean, we still have repairs to go, but the weather event is over. It's 70 degrees outside and humid. <laughs> so we're using our air conditioner. No, we're not using our air conditioner, but, you know, it's it's an air conditioning kind of day. Just a week ago, it was freezing our butts off. If we're not sure when the power will come back and... There was talk about intermittent power outages, but if there was a system in place, for example, where they knew that we're at 80% capacity of power supply, then these are the measures that need to be taken. 70%, these are the And then down to the user homeowner level, we would know, we would get word or text message saying, this is what's going to happen in your area by zip code or by county, or by city. Let's say you'll experience outages ranging from half an hour to an hour if you live in this county. Now this did not happen. In reality, it did happen, but not in a planned way. So depending on where you were, you just sort of had power for half an hour and you thought, oh, I must be part of the rolling blackout. For us, we lost power for almost two days, so we were not part of the rolling blackout. And I think more homes would have had survived these frozen pipes if the home itself was warm, so that the pipes in the attic would be warmer. That's my suspicion. But a lot of these homes here that were in freezing temperatures for more than 30 hours, 30 to 40 hours, there was really nothing we can do to save those pipes. Um, they're more or less going to burst no matter what you did. So let's say you, you shut off the main before the freeze, emptied out all the faucets, which our in-laws did at their house, and then we brought them over to stay with us. When we went back, we thought, oh, your house probably survived. There was no loss of power. We gradually turned the main on, all the faucets working fine, and then it started raining inside their garage. So the pipes in their ceiling in the attic above the garage, which were the pipes that come from the water main into the house, right? That's the first area, the first pipes that are in the house. That area was very exposed to that cold weather, even though they had power. So uh, I think those who did not have pipes burst were probably just luck, you know? Because I think most people on average probably prepared the same way. Uh, my dad and my sister, is they're, they're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area in northern Texas, and their pipes are fine. Although many homes probably did have broken pipes. Uh, the plumbers there are plenty busy. But the architecture of where how the pipes enter the home are just different. Okay, I'm getting into the nitty-gritty. We don't have to talk about that. Let's go back to perceived lack of control. So what if 
we knew ahead of time and there was a system in place where there was some predictability, right? Wouldn't there be a lot less anxiety when power goes out? You would know that, okay, well, it should come back within an hour. That's the scheduled rollout. And then it comes back after an hour, right? But that did not happen in most communities. We did not know. And then if you did have power, you didn't know when it would go off. So that and anxiety of anticipation is often worse than actually having loss of power. It's just the anxiety of when will the power go out? When will my pipes freeze? Okay. And personally speaking, my father, he happened to be alone in his house in the Dallas area. And even though my sister's not far away, you know, they, uh, they didn't have a chance to sort of uh, bring him over there. So, you know, he's a very independent guy. He's 82, but very independent, very healthy. And, uh, but his house is all electric, including the heat and the cooking. So when his power went out overnight, and luckily it came back the next day, uh, it got very, very cold inside the house, I believe in the 40-degree range, 47-ish. Okay? And so it's an older home, not as well insulated, so when he lost heat, it got very, very cold. And then we realized that he didn't have a power bank to recharge his phone. Right? And they thought, okay, well, you can always use your car as a generator, so why don't you go in there and charge your phone while you're running the car and staying warm? Well, you didn't have the right charging cord that charges into the car. It's sort of one of those built-in ones, and it's micro USB, and his phone's USB Type-C, and blah, blah, blah. Okay, so it was just like one thing after another. So when we could not be in touch with him for a while, we were very nervous. Again, it's that anxiety of the because of the unpredictability of the situation. We would put out, you know, we have a group text message in the Signal app, so we put out a group text, and, hey, Dad, how's it going? You know, don't hear anything. Actually, we don't call him Dad. Okay, we call him Bop, B-O-P, or Boppy, B-O-P-P-Y. I don't know. It just sort of stuck. Okay, so there's a little bit of psychology for you, right? Um, how we cope, uh, the sense of, perceived control, lack of perceived control. And also another thing is uh, how much stress we experience is not so much due to the severity of an event. Of course, there's a correlation there. The more, you know, car accident versus a rollover versus a house on fire. Yeah, okay, you can correlate that with stress level. But ultimately, how much stress each individual will feel depends on how we interpret the event right it's how we mentally make sense of this event okay and our personality factors play a part as well whether we're prone to worry and anxiety or whether we tend to be calm natured right so that's part of our personalities are personality traits that play a factor in how we cope uh, but i like the fact that uh the neighbor's especially in these Facebook neighborhood groups, that kind of thing, or Nextdoor app, it, they really did well. I mean, we showed our best. And I think that will happen in almost every community. Now, why was this sense of unity not felt during the pandemic? Well, my assumption here is that when there's a winter storm and we're all experiencing it, we can't avoid it. We can't just say it's not real there's no denying it's there you can see it you can feel it 
But with a pandemic, unless you're directly affected by it or directly know someone who's affected by it or work in the medical field, it's easy to go weeks without feeling anything, right? Knowing anyone who had COVID. So then it becomes easier to deny that this is very serious. And then we become less empathetic toward the cause or start to feel division. Uh, then you have a group of people who take it seriously, a group of people that do not take it seriously, and you know what happened. So I think that's the, the basic element of having a common uh, circumstance or having a common enemy or having a common challenge usually will unite people that normally will not feel united, right? But the pandemic, you can argue was one of those things where because you can't see it because you can't feel it and if you are isolated and healthy and you don't know anyone directly who's affected by it you could easily deny that this thing is really that serious okay i mean you may not go as far as to think that it's not real but you may feel that it's not that serious all right so i wanted to draw that comparison between this deep freeze and with covid and my last theory before I end this podcast today, and uh, I was expecting to be interrupted with maybe a plumber calling me, but luckily we made it through, okay? So I just want everyone to know that we're cool, we're good here in Texas. Thank you for worrying about us and thinking about us. And hopefully by next week, I'll get back to my normal schedule for podcasting, and I have a whole list of subjects lined up, most of them from recent listener tweets and emails to me so thank you very much for those you know who you are and um, if you look in the description and, and oh last time my last uh, dcu podcast dr Trong's universe where i kind of went all over the place my wife listened to half of it and kept screaming get to the point <laughs> okay so uh, so she didn't get to the part while i was talking about her so we'll, we'll see how she reacts after that uh, near the end of that podcast uh, but I wanted to let you know that uh, when I mentioned that I'm creating a WordPress blog, just a, a place to put my podcast as well as transcriptions, and I'm transcribing this. Luckily, I remembered to do that. I open up the Otter app on my phone, so words are popping up on the screen as I speak. And I'm trying to use complete sentences so the, uh, there's less editing for me to do later. Hey, you got it correct. Okay, good job. All right, so... Where was I? Oh, so while I was in the midst of working on this blog, you know, and it was already published and I was trying to manually add information from each of my podcasts in there, all of a sudden, Spotify had this huge announcement that they're partnering with WordPress so that you can do two things very easily. One, you can take your Spotify or Anchor podcast with one click of a button, it'll take you to the wordpress.com, create a link for you, create a URL, a website, a, a, you choose a basic template. All of your podcasts would be created as individual posts, right, in chronological order. The summaries would end up being in the text of the post, and you can just publish, publish it, right? So all I would need to do maybe is go back and add in some transcriptions that I plan to do. So it looks almost like the 
blog that I was making for a week or two. I was thinking, crap, did they read my mind? Or this is bad timing for me, or good timing. What I didn't like, though, is that the URL, the website name, that was automatically generated, and I'm going to try to change it. But it was really long. I don't really like long website URLs, right? PsychologyConceptsExplained.wordpress.com. Damn, that's long. Okay. Whereas the one I created was drjacktrong.wordpress.com, right? Dr. Jack Trong Edward. And so I'm kind of conflicted which one to keep if I cannot change that one that was automatically generated. But the one that's automatically generated will automatically create new posts whenever I publish a podcast, which is very convenient. Ugh, decisions. Yeah, these are all the first world kind of problems I'm experiencing right now. And again, before I end uh, today's podcast in the last few minutes, I do want to express my concern and and uh, my thoughts to my friends in Myanmar or Burma who are fighting the good fight over there for the long haul. And there were since the last podcast, there were more incidents of violence committed by the military junta. Some people call it, pronounce it junta, or we'll just call it the military uh, who committed the coup over there at the end of the month. So it's been almost a month over there. And the images and video coming out of the country are just amazing in terms of what the people are doing. So I really don't see a path forward for the military, how they're going to rule over a country. I mean, yeah, they can try. Okay, They will. But knowing that the majority of their citizens are against this development, I think it's going to be very difficult for them. And they just hope for a peaceful resolution in the near future, which might be overly wishful thinking. Okay. And, uh, oh, I have been making a little coffee money from this podcast, which I did not expect. I, I put this out as a service to my students, and then once I got done with a lot of these lecture-based podcasts, I just decided to just talk about a lot of other topics, as you've seen, especially this current year. And when Anchor offered an an ad at the beginning, you know, I made a little money there, and then it discontinued, and then they recently offered it again. So that's why you hear an ad in front of these, at least at the time of this recording, it's still there, in front of my podcast. And I thought, okay, if I get a few bucks, I could buy a little coffee, that's great. You know, I can support my caffeine habit. Well, as it turns out, in less than a month, I made enough to really want to upgrade my equipment. Um, so I have some spillover. I have enough coffee. And not that I couldn't afford it i could if i wanted to but it just makes it easier that i feel like my podcast is supporting my podcast and so hopefully i'll let you know uh if i end up getting a new microphone that's number one on my list and to see how that might improve the sound quality of these recordings although this little, little tiny portable samsung go mic that's many years old is working quite well seems like the sound quality is not too bad but I've been doing a little bit more research about microphones. There's so much to learn out there. Not that I'm going to become a professional podcaster, but, well, hey, technically I am, right? I made a few bucks from podcasting, so now I'm a professional podcaster. <laughs> no longer an amateur. Anyway, I'm just rambling on as usual. So I hope you are all well, and uh, contact me. 
in the various methods in the description below. And and I know my, my current outro sounds kind of weird. I, I listen to it and I kind of cringe. So I don't know if I want to redo that or keep it. No one's really complaining. So I guess I'll just leave it a little too lazy to change it by this point. Okay, folks, please take care and I'll talk to you next time. Hey there, thanks for listening to this podcast today. Can you do me a big favor um, just so that this podcast gets heard by more students of psychology and other people interested in the field? Uh, go to Apple Podcasts and put a little rating there if you like and uh, a brief uh, review, okay? And you can also contact me directly using the links in the description, whether it's Twitter or email, with any suggestions or feedback that you may have to make the show better. And uh, if there are any topics you want me to talk about, I can add them. And if you want to support me by buying me a coffee, the methods are listed in the description as well. Again, thanks and have a great day.